You're listening to the Conk's Brain Podcast, and I'm your host, Deidre Conkey. I'm on a mission to talk about all the things. Mental health, living with ADHD and anxiety, physical limitations, cultural bias, societal expectations, manatees, and all the tabs that are open in my brain. So let's dive in and figure out the hard shit together. Raise your hand if you suck at consistency. It's me. I'm raising my hand. Some of it is my personality and some of it is my ADHD, but I freaking suck at being consistent. I'm all about finding the new thing and getting excited about the new thing and then obsessing about the new thing for about a week before I run off to the next new shiny exciting thing leaving a pile of unfinished half-started ideas and projects in my wake. If this sounds like you or someone that you know, then buckle up, buttercup, because we're diving in. Among other things, in today's episode, we're tackling things like, when is it okay to abandon a project or idea? How can we coax ourselves into an actual follow-through? And how does consistency build confidence and a better, happier you? Okay, so... Let's start with the when is it okay to abandon a project or idea thing because I don't know about you, but I immediately panic when I feel like I have to do a thing. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being backed into a corner and I don't feel like, enjoy feeling like I have been coerced into doing something. And look, sometimes things are just a bad idea. Like when I decided to try putting maple flavored sausage in my chocolate chip cookies and it's okay to recognize that and abandon ship. Sometimes you are going to have an idea or start a project and you just know from the get go that it is going to be a waste of your time and effort and that you are not invested in doing this thing. And it is okay to just step back and say, yeah, this thing wasn't for me. I thought this was a great idea and it was not a great idea. So I'm gonna step back. And like I said, I started with when it is okay to abandon something because of my fear of being committed to an idea. Now, Another reason that you might abandon a project or an idea or something you're doing is when something is making you absolutely miserable or negatively impacting your quality of life. When you are doing something and it is just soul sucking, you find yourself being tired, dreading doing the thing, you don't have to hold on to it. You really, really don't. It is okay to say, this is no longer serving me, this is not helping me, this is making me feel worse, and to then let that go. But remember... When you're ducking out, you want to make sure that it doesn't negatively negatively affect you or others. Sometimes we just don't know if we're going to like something and I'm all about having new experiences. Just ask yourself, what do I have to lose if this goes shit south and am I okay with that? Who else will be affected by this? 
A good example of when not to back out of something is if you were at a paid job, you volunteer to spearhead a project and you are knees deep in it and everyone else is counting on your participation and you decide this isn't right for me. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like this. Now, There are things, you know, what if this project that you're spearheading is negatively impacting your quality of life? Well, that's when you can look at how long is this project going to last? How long do I need to push myself to get through this? Are there mental health resources that can help me to finish to the end of this so it doesn't affect other people? Um, Is there someone else that I can ask to step in? How can I delegate in order to make this more comfortable for me? So yeah, if it's just a bad idea and you realize that, go ahead and drop it when it's making you miserable, negatively impacting your quality of life, um, just as long as you are not screwing others over to abandon that project. Okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about how can we coax ourselves into an actual follow through. Because I often, especially sewing projects, craft projects, uh, this podcast, my blog, my business, I just pick things up one after the other. I am a serial starter baby. And some of that stuff is my personality and some is my ADHD in, in search of that next new shiny thing. So it can be very difficult to get myself to actually, actually follow through with something. So here is where I say, pick a hill to die on and plant your flag. I know that sounds a little melodramatic, but but it's true. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the expression where someone will say, is this the hill you want to die on? And that implies, is this the hill that you really want to climb? Is this the thing that you really want to put your effort behind? And so you get to choose those hills or those mountains. You get to choose which battles you are fighting. So what you need to do when picking that hill and planting your flag in there is establishing your why. And you need to be fucking thorough about it. And yes, I dropped an F-bomb because that is how serious I am. You need to be so thorough about it. Write it on post-it notes, put it all over the house if you have to, but you need to be clear with yourself about why this is the hill that you're choosing to die on. And the reason for that is later when it gets tough, and if you're like me, that might be after a week or even three days, but when it starts to get tough to follow through with completing the project that you are working on or the idea or doing the thing that you are doing, you need to have a very clear fallback to motivate you to keep going. So here's an example. The 100-Day Dress Challenge. And if any of you follow me on social media, um, you might have seen this happening. And if you didn't see the origin video, I will explain it right now and why this is the damn hill that I am choosing to die on. 
So there is a company and I'm letting you know about this because I don't want them to feel like I'm stealing their idea. I'm not. Um, Wool and is the company. They make merino wool dresses and they two things. One, I am highly sensitive to merino wool. Um, so wearing that is, is just not, and not just merino wool, wool. Um, it's not a good idea for me. Second of all, they are not very size inclusive. I am a large woman and there was nothing on their website that was going to fit me. However, when I was there, because I stumbled onto this on an Instagram ad, they had something that they called the 100 Day Dress Challenge because their clothing is supposedly so great and wonderful that you can, you know, wear one of their dresses for 100 days. And yes, you can wash it. And yes, you can wear your pajamas to bed. Um, they actually recommended wearing it eight hours a day. So essentially, it's your one garment. And the idea behind the challenge, I'm sure for them, is to show people how great their dresses are. And they will give you $100 um, toward the purchase of another dress if you wear their dress for 100 days and then document it on social media. Now, as I said, I can't wear wool and the company is not size inclusive. Now, if you are interested in this challenge, go ahead. It's it's wool, W-O-O-L, and like and it's it's wool and this is the company so if you want to go check them out and uh you are not um a bigger woman like me and you're not allergic to wool um you can totally totally check them out because the dresses did look very nice but i started looking at people who were doing this challenge and documenting it documenting on social media and found that they were making all sorts of revelations about themselves, um, you know, and this idea of getting rid of things and paring down and what it takes to actually do this seemingly simple thing. And I thought to myself, okay, what if I want to do this, but I'm not purchasing one of these companies' dresses? I did not feel like I could just go to a standard box store and purchase a dress because a lot of times what they're made of is cheap. It's cheap, fast, fast fashion. And again, you're probably hearing my pug snoring in the background because, you know, this is how we roll. Um, but I digress. Uh, it's cheap, fast, fast fashion, and it's not always made of the most durable materials. A lot of times you're, they're, they're going to be stinky, etc. when you start to wear them. You know, if you ever have to do the armpit sniff during the day. So I went in and found a company called Universal Standard from whom I have purchased a pair of jeans before. They are phenomenal. They are expensive. I will not lie. They are expensive. The dress that I purchased from them for this challenge, I believe was $145. Now, if that sounds like a lot to you, it is, but um, the dress is made of eco fabric and so um, it's very environmentally friendly. Um, they use what they call luxury fabrics at Universal Standard. They cut them to fit your body and they are also incredibly size inclusive from double zero to size 40. So this is why I chose to go with this company and I picked a plain blue dress. It is winter. So universal standard, if you are interested in participating in the challenge the way I did, that is not wool. Um, and no, they will not give you anything for it. As far as I know, universal standard ain't given me a damn thing for doing this. This is for my personal edification. Now, my husband, 
this last year ran 20 miles. And this is not 20 miles on street pavement. This is 20 miles out by Wilson Lake in Kansas, uh, the Hell Creek Loop, which is traditionally a mountain bike path. And it has the most elevation gains and losses of any trail race in Kansas. So this was hardcore. Now his friend who does this is an ultra marathoner. And my, as, uh, he started a supplement company called Ultraverse Supplements, and my husband wanted to um, support him. And this race had um, 100 miles, 100K, and 20 miles. And my husband's like, <laughs> 20 miles, that's, that's as far as it's getting. So that's what he did. Um, he did this year before last. He did this this year. And this year he cut about an hour off of his time and he said, you know what, I'm going for it. Next year I am running 100K. Now, not just because of my complete lack of desire to do this, I have a lot of health issues. Um, I currently just had an MRI because I have a labral tear in my hip and I have arthritis in my hip. I have arthritis in my knees. I'm falling apart. So this is not, not a hill I would want to die on. But it, the, the Wool and Company, the 100 Day Dress Challenge, um, my husband doing this really got me thinking about, okay, what's something that I can do as a show of solidarity? What's something that I can do for myself to prove to myself that I can get through this ADHD bullshit and learn how to center myself and work with myself and say, yes, I can commit to and finish something. And so, yes, again, this is the hill that I chose to die on. Um, I'm not starting with something small, but you totally can. You could start with something small, like saying, I'm going to wear the same dress for five days. Or if that is not your thing, you can commit to drinking water. Every morning when you wake up, set one by your bed and start the day with a sip of water. Habits help us to get in the mindset of committing to and finishing things. So you can start with something small. I'm not starting with something small because that's tends to be how I roll just diving face first into the water um which has gotten me in trouble in the past but you know what I happen to know that this is a safe a safe challenge so that is what I'm doing I am wearing the same dress every day for a hundred days and again yes I get to wash it and yes I get to accessorize it and yes I get to wear my pajamas but when I wake up and get dressed in the morning I am putting on the same dress every day for 100 days and at the time of this recording I am 12 no 13 this is day 13 um and I'm feeling pretty good about it so far so You've picked the hill you want to die on. You've planted your flag. Now what you need to do is keep a journal. And damn it, now that I'm telling you to do this, I have to do this too. But you keep a journal of things you want to do. Pick one and stick with it. This gives you freedom to remember the shiny, cool things you saw and then go back to them later. So every time you have an idea or a thought of a project you want to do, I want to make an, you know, sew aprons. I want to make a bunch of jewelry. I want to run a hundred K. I want to, you know, 
I don't know, watch all of these movies if that is something that is important to you. But keep a journal. Just keep a pocket journal. Keep something that you can keep uh, in your purse or, or take with you and write these ideas down so that you know later you can come back to that. It's all right. That shiny idea will be waiting for you. That shiny idea will be there and you can totally pick it up later. But Get that journal, write down your ideas um, so that you can focus on one thing at a time. Then you need to be accountable to someone. This can be like I'm doing on social media and documenting the thing that I'm doing. This can be your friend group. This can be co-workers. This can be in a Facebook group like the one that I have, Manif- uh Mindset and manicures manifest your best self, but find someone or a group of someone's to be accountable to because when I know, and this is why I'm documenting the 100 days on social media, is because I know that regardless of how many people see this post or not, that by saying, I am going to post this every day, I'm going to tell people, tell people I'm doing this challenge, make a big deal about doing this challenge, because now I feel like for my integrity, I have to follow through. That's that's one part of it is that it pushes on my integrity button and it's like, ah, you've you've got to do this thing if you're going to, um, you know, be honest about it. Also, other people can be help you raise your spirits. They can say, yes, do this. Now, when you find people to be accountable to or a group or someone to go along with, make sure they're supportive people. Don't don't pick someone that's like, oh, you're never going to be able to do this. It just is like, this is a stupid idea. No, you want to find a, a person, a group of people, someplace you can go to be accountable that are going to be supportive, that are going to be cheerleaders in your corner. Lastly, reward the shit out of yourself when you finish the thing or are following through. Like, I am wearing this dress and I know that it's winter and that I am going to get cold. So I preemptively reported myself by saying, okay, I'm going to buy four pairs of tights from Snag Tights, which is another size inclusive company. Um, And they're fun. Oh my gosh, they're so fun. And they're so practical. And that's something that feels good to me. Yay! I'm following through on the challenge, which means that I get to wear these awesome tights. I'm also being kind to myself and doing fun things for myself. Like, you know what? It's been a rough day, but I am following through with this challenge that I set for for myself. So I'm going to give myself some time to sit down and just have some fried chicken and some mashed potatoes and, and, and enjoy the day that I'm having. Whatever feels good to you, you, Give it to yourself and maybe maybe you want to go for a swim or maybe you want to go to a movie with friends or maybe you want to go to a movie by yourself. Whatever it is you want to do, give that to yourself. And when you do, tell yourself, this, I, this is a celebration of me. This is a celebration of my awesomeness. Look at what I'm doing. I knew I could do this and I'm doing it and now I get this awesome thing. So 
why is all of this important? How does choosing something and following through with it, how does that consistency build confidence and a better, happier you? First of all, you are learning, creating, doing, and that in and of itself is a good feeling. I am learning from this experience of wearing the same dress every single day. For example, valuable lesson, decision fatigue is a real thing. When you have to make so many decisions in a day, it can be incredibly difficult to have to make one more. And especially when you have a neurodiverse brain, especially when you have my brain, um, when I go into a closet and I have all of these things to choose from my brain just breaks it's like i don't i don't know what to wear today and and more importantly i had a lot of things like a lot of like so many people i had tons and tons of tons of just shit in my closet things that i'd purchased and then thought i had to hold on to just stuff that didn't quite fit anymore and i had already started paring down i had already started getting rid of stuff so that I had less. And let me tell you what, the decision fatigue around what I'm wearing every day, that is absolutely flipping gone. That is just totally gone because I know what I'm wearing every day. And interestingly enough, I'm also learning that because I'm wearing this plain blue dress, I'm having fun. I got a haircut that I like and I'm actually doing my hair because that's fun for me and it feels good. It feels really, really good to take care of myself. And I'm also not having to do a butt ton of laundry because seriously, I have my pajamas, I have this dress, and then I have my undergarments and now some tights and that's what I'm washing. Like it takes no time to wash this stuff and put it away. And so this time that I am saving, I am using to, oh my gosh, cook dinner. It has been, I don't know, eons since I cooked dinner. I actually used to enjoy cooking, but I've just been so busy. But guess what? I, I feel better because I'm not using my brain power to decide what to wear. Um, And so I, and I'm, like I said, doing my hair, wearing my accessories, wearing my fun tights. And so I feel good. I feel good. And so I am now cooking dinner and I'm finding different ways to do this, um, to, to make myself happy. And so I'm learning a lot in that regard. So learning, creating, doing that, that in and of itself is a great feeling. Also, once you can see that you can do a thing, it makes you more likely to try another thing and another. It flexes your brave muscles and shows you that it's okay to be scared shitless and do it afraid. Now, I'm not really scared shitless when it comes to the 100-day dress challenge. Believe it or not, I, I do feel a little bit panicky about it simply because it is the same and I'm usually a person who likes to change things up. It's also the fear of, oh my gosh, we're only 12 days or 13 days in. Um, are we going to make it to 100? How does it, you know, my brain starts or starts gearing up or whatever. But the more time that I get behind this, 
the more I realize I can do this. I can. And I'm telling myself I can. And we talk ourselves out of doing so many things before we ever even do them. We tell ourselves a hundred reasons why something can't happen or why we can't make it work. But remember, by picking these journeys and doing this, we are jumping in and showing ourselves that we absolutely can do these things. And if you are a person who likes to start small, start small. Start small. Start by drinking water every morning when you get up. Oh my gosh, I can do this. I wonder what else I can do. Push yourself and go back to that journal where you're keeping a list of all of the things that you are wanting to do and then start checking those off and just keep adding. You will be surprised how much your life changes once you start believing that you can do things. And don't forget, it is totally okay to figure out that what you thought you wanted to do or try is a bad idea or an idea that doesn't serve you in the way that you thought it would. That's not a failure. And even if it is failure, that's not the end of the world. It's just a learning opportunity. It's just an experience. It's just a way to get in there and try something and see what does and doesn't work. So yes, you still have the option to back out, but you are, again, pushing yourself forward to see what's possible. When you choose to be consistent with habits that make you feel good, you create a positive feedback loop over and over. I like to reference that kid's book, If You Give a Moose a Muffin. Um, In the book, the boy wants to give the moose a muffin, but then the moose wants jam. And then after he wants jam, they end up doing craft projects together and then they need to go to the grocery store. And it just becomes this on and on and on and on. A whole book about what happens if you give a moose a muffin. And that is what it happens when you are consistent with your habits that make you feel good. I get up in the morning, I put on my dress. I feel good that I am not only participating in this challenge, but also that I don't have to take that much time to figure out what I'm wearing in the day. And then I can do my hair, which also makes me feel good, which leads me into work with a better attitude, which makes me feel like I can accomplish more at work. And, you know, also using this idea that, Um, I can back out of things that don't feel like a good idea. So I feel more confident at work to try systems that work better for me, to work with my own neurodiverse brain. And then when I get home from work, making myself some dinner, which tastes delicious, and then maybe looking at that journal and checking off something else that I want to do or start doing positive things are cyclical when and and it's not that the world won't still be shit it's not that you won't have bad days or that stuff won't work out or that things won't always will always be fantastic it's that your way of approaching them and tackling them is going to be different 
you are going to approach things with the confidence that you are not only able to do things, you were able to decide for yourself when something is and isn't a good fit and to tackle the projects that are important to you, move on from the ones that aren't, and you are going to be able to move through life so much more smoothly. You're going to let things roll off more. Yes, this was an absolute dumpster fire, but I am not a dumpster fire. I'm not. As a person, I'm a magnificent dumpster garden. I love that quote. I absolutely love that quote. And if you sign up for my email list, you can get it as wallpaper. But, you know, and this fabulous, beautiful, magnificent dumpster garden is going to keep going. So, in summation, here's your homework. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get that journal. I want you to write down all the things. Every time you have a thought that comes to your head, I want to sew vests. I want to run a marathon. I want to go swimming. I want to start sending a newsletter to my family. Get that journal. Write down all the things and pick one. I want you to establish your why. I want you to look yourself in the eyeballs and I want you to establish why you are doing that thing, why it is important to you. I want you to tell someone you are doing the damn thing. I want you to find the person, person's Facebook group, social media, but I want you to tell someone that you are doing the damn thing and find your people to be accountable to. And then I want you to celebrate all the little wins and reward the shit out of yourself. You can even save up some money for something big if you want. We'll talk more about money and budgeting and how to stop buying all the damn things on the internet in the next episode, but for now... Celebrate those little wins. Reward yourself. Give yourself something that makes you feel good and start to build that confidence feedback loop. Get your journal, understand and establish your why. Tell someone you're doing it. Celebrate the shit out of those little wins. I'd love to hear about your adventures. Tell me about what you're doing, what you're trying to be consistent with right now. Tell me what's in your journal. Tell me your why. I'd love to connect with you on social media. I'd love to connect you with you in my Facebook group. And I absolutely cannot wait to see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at I am Deidre Conkey. And don't forget to sign up for my email list for a sweet monthly newsletter, updates, access to my subscribers-only Facebook group, and more. Until next time, don't forget to do your homework, and remember, you got this!